Enjoy sex virtually. <laughs> hey, uh, do you want to have safe sex during COVID? No. Try not sex. <laughs> this is this so is the Liz new are, hot way kids are having sex during COVID. Liz and I are looking at a <laughs> a a double sheet uh, that was put out by New York City, which is a mm. large city in New York State, um, called "Safer Sex and COVID Nineteen." Appears to be, have been published on <laughs> June eighteenth, twenty twenty one. And uh, I got to say, <laughs> this year, that's like not that long ago. That's insane <laughs> to me. I mean, I think some of these guidelines were also pushed before that, but this this talks about vaccines, so it has to that's be That's how year. long it took the illustrator to put together these corporate Memphis uh, masked the, These pictures of characters. two people having sex, or it's like implied that they're having sex. With emojis. Masks. So, all right. First page <laughs> is relatively, you know... Okay, well, uh, except for one of these things. But it's like, know how COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. There's no evidence the virus spreads through semen or vaginal fluid. The virus has been found in the semen of people who have COVID-19. I didn't didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, The risk of spreading the virus through feces. All right, you can see where this one's going. Um, Research is needed to know if the virus can spread through sexual activities involving oral contact with feces, Mm. such as rimming. Interesting. And then it's like, get no vaccinated, problem. blah, blah, blah. Uh, the second page has a lot of points on what to do if you go to a sex party. Uh, I, this is my favorite tip. This one says, oh, God, I hate I hate the what? language of this shit. I'm sorry. I'm so like, like sex it. negative that this don't stuff like, makes me uncomfortable. I, you know what? If you, if you are around me and you're referring to sex as play. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. You it need says, to go to prison. This is their tip. Play safer. Oh, no, wait. Christ. It should be said like this. Like this. Play safer. Avoid uh-huh. sex parties and other gatherings. <laughs> okay. If you do attend, if like uh-huh. for some reason you cannot avoid the sex party and other Say, gatherings. like if you're uh, uh, anybody who is in New York politics, who's in national <laughs> politics, uh, or who maybe is just a podcast. Or if you just attended the Met Gala, yep, they say, yeah. here's one. Go with a consistent sex partner, mm-hmm. which, okay, whatever. Pick larger, more open, well-ventilated spaces. Okay, so it's at cruising. I mean, it's like, it's What's like all right. Outdoor bar mandate where they have to like, all sex parties have to be outside. Yeah. Under All right, bring name. and use alcohol-based hand sanitizer. They don't say for what. <laughs> Wear a face Oof. covering and avoid kissing. Actually, I, I'll be real. Never been to a sex party. Do people kiss at them? I didn't know that was like, that, mm. seems, in, that seems too intimate for an orgy. All right, uh, woman. And then monitor, blah, 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 blah. Limit your sex partners to people who you live with or who are in your social bubble. So that is encouraging <laughs> you to break the cardinal rule of never having sex with your roommate ever under any circumstances, which is a... That is... A, you cannot do that. That's a true and on tip right there. Yeah, that is a true and on lived experience. Yes, uh, for me as well. Enjoy sex virtually, such as video dates, sexting, sexy Zoom parties, or chat room. Which, by the way, a sexy Zoom party. Here. Why not a sexy G-chat party? What's up with NYC pushing Zoom? What are their motives? Well, our recent experiences with G-chat would show that you could probably show people what you were doing, but you wouldn't be <laughs> able to make the sort of sucking A lot of audio problems. A lot, a lot of audio, audio problems. problems. Uh, it, it, avoid kissing. Okay, I'd do that anyways. Yeah, no kissing. Make yeah. it kinky. I gotta uh, stop. 
reading this. No, yeah, I think you should get be create. No, this is a, this is a great one. Finish reading it. Be creative with oh god, okay. Be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face to face contact. What does that mean? I will tell you <laughs> Wait, what, what that, that is. I will tell you. Are they talking about glory holes? They are indeed, and that is the official position of the the municipal government of New York City. Actually, I think this is, no, it's NYC. That is the official position, is that glory holes should be legal. However, however, when I maybe email a venue saying that at as part of a certain live show like thing, I just want one there. I'm not going to use it, but I want to know it's there. And I want to know Freeze. that someone's behind it. Freeze. They say, I'm calling the police. What? No spoilers. What if Tony Soprano was a socialist? <laughs> I gotta say, like, I was just saying this uh, before you logged on, that the people getting mad about Chris Pratt being um, cast as Mario, which is just funny in general, but Sorry, it's what? like... what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think for voice, not for full body acting, which, by the way, that's what I'm calling live action now, full body acting. Full body acting, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a full body actor. Oh, I do flesh work. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do a lot of. I don't know. I do a lot of. Like, I work with this br- guy Brian Singer doing like flesh work and Oof. like X Men and stuff. Like, whenever they need like a non CGI scene of like a 15 year old, like I'm just in there, you know. <laughs> Mostly skin stuff, <laughs> sinew, plasma, plasma. Hello, I'm Brace. Hello, Brace. I'm Liz. <laughs> Liz will be all right. So today we're doing a little something a little goofy today. Uh, Liz will actually be doing the voice of Liz Franzak. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's playing a woman who is not always so nice to Brace, but will be today as a little <laughs> thing. And Brace will be playing the role of a guy who is so nice would never hurt anybody, but everyone's always so mean to him. Oh we have, of God. course, Young Chomsky, or as they call him, the GM or Game Master. Here he will be doing the. Uh, Liz, don't give me that look. He'll be doing the uh, production on this episode. And we'll also be having sex with me afterwards. The podcast oh is God. called True Anon. He nodded Hello. when I said that. So I have COVID. Oh, my God. Put your shirt back on. It's on. My shirt is fully on. Well, I not have a question, Brace. Yeah. Are there fires going on? You got fire air? It, Smoky air? Did you? Re- there was something in the news about that today or something? I don't know. I'm not really keeping up. Air's not so great here today. I took not a so long good. walk outside. It's all gray out. But I feel very I just, distracted by your nipples. Okay, I'm putting them away. Oh, oh, first of all, singular. You can only see one nipple. It's really <laughs> at the bottom of the screen, too. So, okay. I'm moving the shirt over an inch. Thank you. Uh, if there's a fire going on today, it's none of my business. Um, you don't frankly, have COVID. You said you I had don't COVID. have COVID. You don't have COVID. I don't have COVID. No, I've just been smoking ciggies again. Oh, my God. Um, which do prevent COVID. So we've gathered you guys here today uh, to talk to a very special guest, uh, Nicki Minaj's cousin's brother. <laughs> what? Can he say that? Um, turns out it's actually a guy I've hooked up with a few times off FetLife, and 
<laughs> the whole thing is totally overblown. It's a saline injection. Oh it's God. not You've anything. Been to make it that joke. was a needle. In, I actually <laughs> just came up with that while I was talking. Uh, so don't even freak with that. I don't think about saline injections that much at all anymore. Um, and now I've talked too much of the jokes over, but we're here to talk about COVID. Yeah, we're talking COVID or, and the vaccines, one of which I still cannot pronounce the name of because they changed the name uh-huh. or you can't call it Pfizer anymore. It's called Comirnaty. Com- <laughs> How do you say that? What is this, that? a freaking Polish name? Co. That looks, it. looks like Gaelic. No, say it. Say it. Comernity. Comernity? No. Say it. Say it. Put put different um, emphasis on different syllables. Comernity. Comernity. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, who came up with that name? I don't know. Holy it gives you shit. I don't know what uh, that is supposed to mean. Yeah, I they, I feel like they came up with. I mean, I, I, to be fair, I guess we're just calling the vaccines by the name of the company that makes them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, like they got to come up with a brand name or whatever. You don't want to mm. just be calling it. You don't want to be like, oh, I got the Pfizer thing. The Pfizer one sucks or whatever. You know, or mm. like the Pfizer one. You know, et cetera, et cetera. The Pfizer um, one inflated my balls, et cetera. Exactly. Uh, so it turns out 100% of the American population has gotten these vaccines. And <laughs> in fact, Biden is now mandating people stop getting them. It's not actually. It's like what, 54.7% or something? None of my business. Something I like think it's that. a little high. Yeah, I think that was from a couple of days ago. Yeah, we're just below, it looks like, the Czech Republic, which don't even Czech, correct me. Czechia. Don't correct me. It's actually called Czechia. Yeah, I'm never going to say that. And, um, you know, above the Swiss, 54%. So I think it's like a little higher. I think maybe like six, it's closer to like uh, 62 or 63 that have had at least one. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people think it's safe to assume that they'll get two, although no. I don't think that's safe to assume, judging by the people I know. <laughs> really? Do you know people who've only had one? I know a bunch of people who've only gotten one, yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Were they... Below the age of 26 and boys? Uh, some of them. Interesting. Yeah. Are you, are, yeah. I'm, some of them, some of them older than that, but all, all, it is, as far as I know, all fellas that have only gotten one. Yeah. Okay. Question. Mm-hmm. Is it because of health concern? Well, first of all, Absolutely I don't want to no. violate any HIPAA. No HIPAAs. No HIPAAs uh, will be, will be hurt in the making of this podcast. However, was it one? Health concerns. Two, concerns about their balls. Three, laziness. Four, just doing other stuff. Or five, girls, because that could uh, always be a reason. What, you don't want to get it because of girls? Well, I don't know. There's just lots or just of like a girl related reasons. Somehow. Yeah, you don't want, yeah, it's, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I'm pretty sure a mix of laziness, got other stuff to do, don't really care, got sick after the first one. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, but, uh, and you know, it's, it's, I, I, there's a, it's a different variety of people I know who are in that situation. Um, Mm. and essentially that is, that is the, I haven't asked every single one of them, but uh, I can infer from the ones that I haven't asked that that's basically the reason. If you're going to get one, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, that's probably, there's only so many reasons not to get the second one. If you've already gotten half the microchipping or whatever, you know? (laughs) 
Um, but uh, I'm the but, guy who gets one, and then right in the middle is like turns like violently anti-vax. Yes, you're like you know what this sucked. Um, but I, you know some of those guys did get really sick from the first one mm. too, and I think people tend not to like doing that, which is yeah, totally you know, somewhat understandable. And so did not get the second one. Uh, but now if they work at a company of 100 people or more, or are contractors with the federal government, which does include this podcast, uh, they have to get it. Yeah. Oh, but we're not federal contractors. We actually have a hundred people working at this podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah, hundred. How do you think? How do you think we get all these stats? Like uh, fifty, the one Liz just made up before fifty four point seven percent. Like it's something it around. Up. That's too specific to say it's something around there. Uh, or my stat of um, uh, how many push ups I can do. All that stuff like that is compiled by mm-hmm. what we call in the business surfs. Uh, people who do this for us uh, as sort of bonded laborers to the land, who we vow to protect from other podcasts, but who we also are able to call to arms if we need to invade a town. But yeah, so uh, Biden, Commandante Biden, has mm-hmm. mandated that employers with more than 100 workers, like you said, have to get vaxxed, have to get the the Fauci ouchy, mm-hmm. or they have to test weekly. Uh, and so they're saying that's going to like affect about maybe like 80 to 100 million allegedly. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're enforcing see. that through OSHA, which is, you know, mm. I got to say, it seems like it's going to be one of those things that's more self enforcing where you basically, your boss is either going to make you do it or he's like not going to care and not make you do it. Yeah. Um, I saw some like Republican, I think like came out and was like, I put forth a bill to defund OSHA. <laughs> I mean, like, I, yeah, you guys I, listen, probably have been trying to do that for a long time. I have worked in jobs. <laughs> I have I have worked a variety of jobs where perhaps the presence of an OSHA inspector might have been required uh, mm. at some point, or you'd think you'd just see one at some point in your yeah. years of working there. I've never seen an OSHA inspector in my entire life, and <laughs> unless there's like a WPA style hiring blitz to get a bunch of them, I have a feeling this this is basically just going to devolve onto. I mean, it is going to devolve ba- onto the companies, and yeah, it's absolutely. not going to actually be able to be enforced at any real level federally. Well, that's basically how all the. <laughs> I mean, we can zoom out probably in a little bit, but how the past like year, how long has this been going on now? A year and a half, almost two years. Uh, if you think seven about it. years. Seven. What's the um, to tail end of the Obama presidency? Titanic proved the research. Old lady. I've been holding on to this for, I don't know, maybe Young Chomsky can put in the audio here. I forgot the quote. It's been 84 years. Not familiar with what you're talking about there. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. this thing that's been going on for a year and a half, two years, the, the federal response has basically been to, you know, lead all of the kind of enforcement, uh, up to the both the private sector and then on the individual, right? Yeah. Either yeah. through like social coercion, which we can get to, but also just like responsibilizing the individual, continuing to responsibilize the individual, and now you know soft coercion through the uh, you know through employment, which is of course our favorite mode of coercion. Yeah, and funnily enough, the mandate didn't actually seem to make as big of a splash as I thought it would. I think Mm. kind of everybody has seen it coming. Certainly the rhetoric has been building up towards that. Um, You know, I've I've seen a lot of sort of freaking out about it. Uh, I I honestly, just judging by how 
workplaces work and, you know, especially in larger corporations, but not like maybe not Walmart size, but slightly, you know, larger than a hundred people or a hundred people or more. Um, the actual enforcement of this, I, I don't know how stringent they can get with that. You know, I, I have a feeling it's, it's not going to be like, I don't think this is going to translate into all those 100 million people vaccinated. Yeah. It's like an interesting question. I, I was thinking about that and I was I wonder what kind of jump you'll see. I wonder if it's like, okay, maybe those guys that got the first one, you know, maybe they'll feel more pressure uh, because they got to submit their cards or whatever the boss is, uh, mm. you know, whatever. Maybe that'll happen and you'll see a slight uptick. I, I really don't know. And I really don't, I mean, maybe we should just like get into, I don't really know what the plan is, you know? Yeah. Um, it seems like, a good sizable chunk of Americans are not vaccinated and most likely are not going to get vaccinated. (laughs) And so I don't really know what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, I read a couple of weeks ago, I was taking one of my late night walks and uh, I I was under a bridge uh, and reading off my phone, Biden's coronavirus like his plan is i think it's it's a pretty long one but their plan to deal with coronavirus that i believe they released during the campaign you know because mm-hmm. that was one of the big things biden campaigned on like oh trump doesn't have it in hand like i'm gonna get everything you know i'm gonna fix this basically um and you know i gotta say a lot of that a lot of that plan obviously very much fluff right like it's talking about the, the word equity is probably mentioned because remember everyone just I mean, equity, people still use it, but there was like two months when that was essentially the only word you heard from a a certain type of person was equity, equitable, all that kind of bullshit. Like you hear it constantly, 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 and then it kind of fell out of vogue, probably in favor of some other term. That's mentioned probably 10,000 times. Um, But one thing that you sort of fail to grasp is like exactly what happens to like get us out of this. I mean- Personally, like I think uh, the 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 way that we eventually like leave coronavirus as a virus itself behind, not saying necessarily all the social uh, measures that have been implemented because of it, um, will probably it just becomes endemic, like another mm-hmm. you know, uh, like another sort of seasonal or whatever illness that's just floating around. Um, you know, it mutates uh, until you know you can't complain about it that much. Um, but yeah, there's no like I will say like in, in terms of like leadership from the federal government. I mean, freaking sleepy Joe Biden's not going to give us any of that anyways. But uh, it it is sort of astounding to see that like really we're kind of back to where we were at the beginning of the summer or a little pre-summer where it was basically like well we just need like a certain amount of people to get vaccinated and then we're like kind of through this. Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking about this and I was like, you know. I mean, to be honest, like, I don't know how, like, how we're not, okay, spoiler alert, we're not in the same city. We're in different places, and I just moved. But, like, how in your face is, is, like, COVID in your daily life? Well, I don't, I mean, I have a vastly different daily life than I used to. I think if it was, Mm -hmm. if it was two years ago, it would probably be, okay, like, when I was working at Anchor, I mean, I would have to wear a mask at work, although probably knowing knowing the way it works there probably a lot of people take them off when they're not you know the boss isn't around um but uh yeah you I, right now i mean i mostly work from from home you know I, so mm-hmm. i don't really i mean obviously it doesn't affect me here but going out for instance like walking around basically nobody i mean some people wear a mask outside um 
you know, you see the occasional like jogger in a mask, which always really confuses me. And then like once in a blue moon, you'll see like a COVID like freak, like somebody who's like, you know, got some gloves on or like one of those. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. N95 plus the mask and all that kind of shit, like the, uh, like the, the face shield and all that kind mm. of shit. But like, honestly, like it, it's sort of, I think it's receded to about where, as far back it's gonna, as it's going to recede in terms of like safety measures. You know, mm. they've taken down a lot of the, uh, a lot of the sort of like theatrical props that were put up, like the, you know, the plastic and the tarps and all that kind of stuff. Some of that yeah. still remains in, in certain places. Some of the, some of these fucking fancy coffee shops, I gotta say, spent a fortune on goddamn. Oh my God, all the plastic, yeah. Plastic technology. Because everyone was scared about the fomites, remember? The fomites? I never even heard of a fomite. So many words. Fomites? You guys knew about fomites? Oh, yeah. Never heard of that in my life. Um, But, you know, people still go out. Every bar, restaurant, whatever I've been to, you know, I don't go out very often. Uh, You know, people will wear their mask for like the first three steps in the door and then Mm -hmm. get a drink and then just not have a mask on for yeah. the rest of the night. And so it, it's all sort of taken on the, um, and I think this has contributed to a lot of people's sort of like strange, uh, strange ideas about where we are. It's a lot of the confusion about where we are. Um, yeah. It's sort of taken on like this, just like mass display of like, it's like, it's like we're all sort of like signaling that we're willing to go along with the rules to a certain extent, you know, but then like everybody also realizes that a lot of it's kind of a farce. And then when it actually gets down to it, like, you you know, you, you take your mask off. Yeah, it's funny. I was going to say, like, you know, I moved to, uh, you know, I live in a new place. And I don't, th- I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there isn't because I think I would know if there was, but I don't think there's like mask mandate here, like, or restaurants. There's no vaccine passport thing or whatever mm-hmm. for like going out to dinner or whatever. Not that I like, I don't do much anyway, but um, so I like don't encounter it out in the real world that much. I always have like a mask on that like I'll just put on if I go into a coffee shop or whatever because yeah. I don't know. I'm just fucking used to it because I don't know. I'm used to it. Whatever. Or if I don't know, people working are wearing a mask. It just makes me feel more comfortable because I don't know. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I fucking log online or I put on the news, which I do like to watch the uh, Today Show, you know, my weirdo. Mm-hmm. My weirdo enjoyment of the Today Show. I know show. you're mentally ill, yes. <laughs> um, no, because I like to check in with the talking heads of the Insane. propaganda on the pro- mm. front lines of the propaganda war. But um, – and it is like fucking – like a war zone out there. It's crazy. And so it's this biz- – I feel in this kind of like weird schizophrenic place sometimes where it's like yeah. in the digital space online when I'm talking to people or whatever, it seems like – so much always happening, you know, COVID this, Delta that, boosters, no boosters, the FDA, we should talk about that, you know, like all this kind of stuff happening. And then daily life is like basically, except for a couple different social cues and like changing some stuff back to normal, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, for, I think for the main part it is for a lot of people. I mean, there's also a lot of people who don't have, I mean, the thing is, though, it's like we don't have an office. You know, we don't like go. We yeah. don't have to commute or whatever. And so there's a lot of people who were previously like, you know, have their little ping pong ice cream machine, fucking, I don't know, roller coaster offices uh, that are now <laughs> shut down and they're working from home or maybe no having more a glass poly of wine. Ball and, pits. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but the main the main part it seems to affect is okay those people because now they have more time to be annoying. 
Yeah, uh, and then also just like people who work regular jobs where they have they have to wear a mask all day mm. um, to varying degrees of comfort. Uh, you know, it's, it's particularly in hot environments, fucking probably hell. Um, but uh, and then you also have like annoying. You know, if you work a customer service oriented job, you also probably have another vector for people to be insane um, about. <laughs> yes. You know, it's it because. I gotta be real. A lot of the people who are insane about COVID are insane about everything else, but COVID is like the perfect things for them to be nuts about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing It's like a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. Like there's a few bars that I've been to that where you have to like show your vaccine status mm-hmm. to, uh, I think that technically LA mandates it for like everywhere, but I've never been asked except for like th- three different bars uh, mm-hmm. that I've been to or like larger venues that I've been to. And I have a feeling that for the immediate future, at least, that's probably about as far as that's going to go. I don't think that they're going to be able to cobble together like a federal vaccine passport system. I think it's going to be definitely a patchwork of like private industry uh, with like maybe a public or like legal mandate behind it uh, that can that can deny people service. They don't have a vaccine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. I think there's a lot of fear mongering about those like you know, vax pass or what I just called it that. I don't think anyone says vax pass, but (laughs) vaccine passport. And I do think that like in different countries, maybe, you know, I I don't know. I think in Canada, maybe you would see something different or in the, you know, in, in Europe, certainly there's a bit of a different infrastructure in place, but for the U S again, sort of like, you know, what you see now with the enforcement of whatever these Biden mandates end up being is that it's all going to get kind of, um, the only infrastructure in place for that kind of that kind of um, public policy is that kind of patchwork quilt of public, private, uh, and social enforcement. That means there's no centralized whatever. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, going to be yeah. some some minority report ooga booga thing. Um, but so it's almost like when these conversations about the vax passport like come up, I. I think that's another thing that makes me feel a bit schizophrenic about all this stuff is like these, the, the debates that end up happening online are about things that will never exist in the real world. <laughs> you know yeah, what I or mean? Or at least, or at least are unfeasible for like the immediate future right there. Like yeah, a lot totally. of the like psychotic shit that the world economic forum pushes and, you know, the great reset kind of stuff. Those are like, you know, those are the ideas and those are the things that they would like to implement. Some of the things that are going on right now, you know, maybe vax passports, but I think more just, uh, you know, to, to be honest, like I, I, I think like the WEF set or the Davos set rather, it's not like they particularly care about people's medical records. It's not like they're like trying to like get into your like, that's like the, the key to unlocking your medical records. These people can fucking see your medical records if they want to. Uh, I mean, the real thing that they want to do eventually is implement digital IDs, which is mm. going to absolutely happen. You know, like that's not like. That's not an insane thing. I mean, it's not going to happen, I think, you know, tomorrow or in the next five years, but clearly that's the way that technology is going, where that will be like a standard part of daily life, showing this digital ID. I, I mean, the, the slow encroachment of this stuff, I think, is sort of overlooked in favor of like the like, okay, well, tanks are going to be rolling down the street, essentially shooting Pfizer <laughs> at you out of their out of their cannons. Um you know, shells full of this kind of stuff. When the reality is, is like there isn't like an imminent Fourth Reich coming. Um, I mean, we've lived in the Fourth Reich for for a long time, and it's made out 
of, of it's it's a patchwork. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a ugly fucked up quilt or like one of those weird dolls that like uh you know sort of mentally deranged women make. Um and and I think I think a lot of people are sort of like looking at the pussy waiting for the birth when they don't realize that they actually live in like the stomach of the baby and they're staring at this fucking open vagina through a weird rib cage and like a translucent sort of like belly skin there of the baby. What, what I'm saying is, is you live in the fourth Reich. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like even down to the design of the vaccine. Like, okay. I hate to use the, I hate to use the N word. Neoliberal. Mm-hmm. But like, even the design of the vaccine is almost like it is our first neoliberal vaccine in a way right uh-huh. like you mean it, it's annoying <laughs> well there's that and everyone who mentions it is annoying yeah um but you know it like it suppresses symptoms at the individual level right it addresses yeah. the virus at the individual level rather than kind of addressing the spread of the contagion from a public health perspective because and i think you know some of that has to do with two things one the novelty of the mrna technology, which was what enabled it to come out so quickly, right? To the nature of coronaviruses in general, you know what I mean? But um, which, so, which is to say that like the vaccine is non-sterilizing. So it's not, you know, killing every, you know, it's not stopping the spread. It's not, you yeah. know, um, amongst the population. And so it's almost like even the tech itself and the rollout of the tech kind of follows that same like this is the only kind of public health measure that could come out of it, right? That it's yeah. all kind of emanating from the same log- logical place. And I think that's what, um, you know, as we look at the kind of, you know, back at the past like year and a half and like what has been the, the state, the government, the various like, you know, inside, outside government, non-governmental, and of course media responses and you know approaches to dealing with the pandemic like that has been one of the things that really sticks out to me is how much of a patchy quilt were like patchy quilt of um you know but using you know leaning on the private sector obviously but then responsibilizing the individual from both suppressing the symptoms and the you know all the way up to the way that just the entire kind of public health is dressed, right? Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, overall, this is probably the worst time that any kind of coronavirus uh, could have stricken the population uh, in the past, at least in my lifetime. Maybe in like the three months after 9 11 um, <laughs> would have been a slightly worse. Well, we time. had one, remember? That is, anth- I, I don't know if I would call anthrax a coronavirus, although the anthrax vaccine. <laughs> We started on that. Um, they have but, one, uh, remember? They like shot up a bunch of. I have the anthrax vaccine. Oh my god! They gave That's, it to yeah, me when I applied. Yeah, when you yeah, were yeah, at yeah, DOD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but it's it's almost like the absolute best time if you're uh, a psychotic person for the <laughs> coronavirus to happen because it so cleanly rolled over a lot of the um, sort of fault lines that were present during the the Trump years. I mean, it, it, it's almost like it's almost a little too perfect. But you know, you have the you have the of course like the insane liberal types who were clamoring for years, uh, totally discrediting themselves about 
this imminent fascism from Donald Trump, right? Like mm. this like slob was going to take over the government and like institute a dictatorship where like, I don't know, it, it uh, like they, I don't know what he would have done during the dictatorship, but probably not much. Um, and then you of course have like a lot of the sort of like Trump diehards too, who, uh, you know, it, it's sort of this like mere derangement, right? I mean, the QAnon stuff, I, I was thinking about this, you and I were talking about this the other day. It's like QAnon has almost totally disappeared, right? Like yeah, QAnon absolutely. as itself. But the QAnon phenomenon has sort of like expanded and that Q sort of envelops a lot more people now. And and coronavirus, you know, did the same too with like this sort of like worship at of Fauci and Cuomo and all these other sort of like Corona heroes until, of course, maybe they can be discarded and thrown aside. I mean, I'm waiting. Ladies and gentlemen, here's how you know that something really bad is about to happen is when Dr. Fauci gets me too Like <laughs> when, when they start talking about allegations against Fauci, that's when you know that the real shit is the, the big guns are about to be pulled out by the, the fucking NWO. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking of sort of like there's sort of two sort of what if scenarios that I was kind of playing out today in my head. And I think that, you know, one of them was I mean, I think, OK, yeah, two what if scenarios that are maybe like a little like get at um, like some of these dynamics that have been mm-hmm. at work over the past year, like what you're saying about this Trump thing, like you know, one, what would have like the mass media response have been if Trump was president and mandated the vaccine? And, you know, I think it's like impossible to know because you have the CDC and like you say, Fauci and all these things, although, you know, whatever. Um, Remember that interplay when Fauci was was, doing those press conferences with Trump? I mean, it was insane. Remember when, wasn't it the was it the FDA or the pharma companies? It was the pharma companies, I think, that like wouldn't announce the vaccine yeah, they so waited. they couldn't give Trump the win yeah. until after yeah. the election. It's like, yes. come on, man. Like, so yeah, it is impossible to know exactly what the media response would have been. I think that a lot of people like to think like, what? No, we would follow the science, believe the science, whatever, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, et cetera. But like, no, people were insane, deranged. They're still insane and deranged. And I don't, you know, I think it's not impossible to think that there would have been like a huge vocal contingent of upper middle class liberals and, you know, whatever, who are like, I'm not going to take the Trump vaccine. I'm not going to do yeah. this. This oh, is it absolutely creeping. would have been called the Trump vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Author- which, by the way, it still is the Trump vaccine. And, and the funny um, thing is actually some MAGA people who are like pro vaccine uh, to not yeah, get in they trouble. Call from it anti- that, right? Yeah, they call it the Trump vaccine. You know what? Good for them. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, give them that. Uh, no, but it's interesting because it's like, and you can see this, like, I, you know, I can see in my head the like rollout of fucking, you know, the wellspring of content about, I don't know, creeping authoritarianism and biopolitics and Foucault at like the nation and blah, blah, and blah, 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 and, you know, oh, and plus one and blah, 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 and podcast and, you know, all this bullshit and fucking probably book deals and <laughs> whatever, all, all, you know, and, and you and you can see it because do you fucking remember how Kamal Harris stood on stage at the fucking debate with Pence and said Looking that so she good. would not take the vaccine if Trump told her to? So like that good. happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there is, a, I mean, so there is a version of like this past year where all of all of this and all this kind of like funny polarization that's happening around the, 
you know, vaccine, and I want to get into that too, is completely reversed. So that's another thing that makes me feel schizophrenic. Yeah. And I want to be clear here is that I've never read a single word Foucault has written. I didn't know how to pronounce Foucault until two years ago. I thought it was Foucault. What happened two years ago? I just heard someone say it and I was like, oh, that sounds like a that's probably, that's probably right. I love when you mispronounce things because it means that you learned them reading rather than hearing them from people. Uh, but I didn't learn this one reading. I know. And I think that's a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I got to <laughs> say, a lot of the times when people, people, people tell me these authors, right, that they've read. It, 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 receipts. It, it, Show me it, the receipts. Rece- well, you just, I, I don't know. It didn't make you smarter. Why did you read it then? <laughs> You know, it doesn't, it seems like it made you more annoying. And I think Foucault is really high on that list. Mm. Um, I did find his work on like why it's okay to have sex with 12 year olds really fascinating, <laughs> but repellent at the same time. I listened to that on audiobook though. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the thing that is was like- the first we are the left letter. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you put me in progressive jail. I <laughs> fucked a 12 year old in Morocco. Um the thing is about about what's of the state of the mind of the American right now is that it is at its most deranged and evil that it's ever been. I mean, it is I don't think you can get a like clear metric on like how fucked up all of the like back and forth and like bizarre media spectacle and like you know, street spectacle that 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 happened during the Trump years made people. I have no idea if that sentence was constructed grammatically or, or not because I forgot what I was saying at the beginning. By the time I got to the end, Ugh, um, but uh, you know, I, I think basically what I'm saying here is the Trump years made a lot of people nuts. Right? Mm. There was a big fucking market for a lot of people uh, uh, to make to make the average Joe a totally insane psychopath during the Trump years. Right? Yeah. The cruelty was the point. What does that even mean, man? Being first of all, being cruel is cool. Let's not take that like, yeah, like a guy who smokes cigs and puts it out on his chihuahua, and then when you get mad at him, he's like, "Get the fuck out of here." That's, I mean, it's fucked up, but that's, that's awful. cool. I don't I think I'll cool. stop doing that. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm just joking. Please don't write us any fucking letters about that. No. Yeah, I, what I'm saying here though is that like I think it's just like this. It, it it's the fucking the ball keeps rolling, baby. You mm-hmm. know, and and the, the other thing too is that like a lot of these experts really fucking dis- or the notion of the expert was thoroughly discredited during the Trump. Years, <laughs> uh, right? I think it was debunked. Debunked. Exactly. I mean, that's a growing motherfucking goddamn. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, you know, that, that, you had these people on TV every night, this like expert, how many, there's probably more experts on white supremacy in America than there are white supremacists in America. Every fucking lumpy weirdo who has a degree or went to school for 50 years, uh, but who has never, won't even admit to liking the first three screwdriver records, uh, is there, I can say that. It's okay for me to say that. People always get mad at a Jewish person for liking Screwdriver. I can like Screwdriver. You are the one who can't. You're just jealous. Anyways, like all this, like these experts and these like PhDs, all these people, like they made themselves into fucking fools, into sometimes very wealthy fools, but into fools nonetheless during the Trump years. No, wealthy enough, if you ask me. I know. I wish they got wealthy so that at least they would be busy doing what we all know that wealthy people do. 
Uh, and it's actually, I don't want, I don't want them to do that. What I'm saying here is that all these smart people, all these fucking doctors and lawyers and all this shit turned out to be morons. I mean, they were morons at the beginning, but I think they, they really turned out to be morons when every single one of their hypotheses did not come true. And so I think rightfully people are sort of entering the new world order here. Mm. Uh, like, well, everything everyone tells me on TV is a lie. Yeah, I think, you know, so, okay, that gets to my other what if, mm-hmm. which I was thinking about this today, and this is even more interesting, I think, to play out, which is what would the COVID response, like, same thing, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when people say that. Like type that out. It's I just like think oh, SARS-CoV-2. SARS-CoV-2. Oh, look at you, asshole. That that like Harvard girl who's always tweeting about Wuhan. She always writes SARS-CoV-2. Who the fuck, who's that? Don't worry about it. Anyway, I call um, it Chinese HPV. <laughs> Breitbart still calls it the China virus, which you know I, know. I gotta say, you know what? They, you know, at least they are consistent. They, they have a house get, style and they stick to it. Do you remember when I was at the beginning of the pandemic? I was trying to get people to call it the Wuhan ultravirus. Yeah, that didn't stick. Did not, did Bat not flu stick. didn't really stick around either. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. Remember when people legit were like, I think it's because Chinese people eat bat soup. Yeah. Well, I, all right. Bat soup, first of all, is insanely good for you <laughs> and is really good for your immune system. So, yeah. so anyways, okay, what's your little, this what's your is little my other kind of battle here? Which is... What if this had happened before the dot-com boom? And by that, I mean, like, an inter- a really interesting scenario to play out is, you know, we live in a time when there is, like, a very, very large, I would say, thick, stratiated, but thick, uh, middle class. Uncut, yeah. Um. And, you know, they're very highly, like, engaged, politicized. They're very vocal. Annoying. Very annoying, very plugged in. Um, But they also have, you know, very clearly the ability to work from home in a way that was basically unimaginable in the 90s. Yes. And prior to, you know, a lot of the, I mean, not just working from home, but also a lot of the technology that enabled schools to shut down for probably a lot longer than they should have been and all of that, right? Yeah. And so... You know, you know, it's really interesting to think about, well, what would have happened if that those kind of concessions uh, could not have occurred? And, yeah. uh, you know, a huge sector of a very politically engaged and dynamic and important, you know, the upper middle class uh, population, like, all got fired or there were big, bigger labor considerations that needed to be made, bigger economic considerations that needed to be made. I mean, there would have been, I mean, it would have been just completely different. The political and social dynamics and the response to the pandemic would have been, would have completely shifted. You know, some of that is because, yeah, Mm -hmm. the technology, the Zoom, like I said, us recording this podcast, like we are right now, digitally, not in the same room, spoiler, you know, Amazon making delivery fucking available for everyone and comfortable. It's also indicative of a larger shift that we've talked about, um, you know, into what Marx called unproductive labor or into the kind of labor sector that, you know, doesn't produce things, whether that's like accountants, lawyers, marketeers, social media, Mm -hmm. white supremacy, authors, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But like, imagine if that very politically active, like civically engaged population could not stay at home and scream about how everyone should stay at home. <laughs> like it would have been completely and totally different. That's the thing. I think for a very vocal, very online sort of millennial type of person, um, it's almost like the work from home stuff was was like a like a gift from them during mm. coronavirus, right? Like it, every – think of all of the like consumption habits that are aimed at like a certain like, you know, maybe early to mid to late 30s demographic mm-hmm. of like, er, you know, urban white, I guess 30s demographic, I guess I could say, instead of just naming each part of the 30s. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like, why go out? Just watch Netflix or like glass of wine with a roomie or maybe I'll order a salad from Mixed. Uh, that is like, that is basically like, I mean, we talked about this, I think in one of the great reset episodes, like that Mm. is, this is the main target right here of a lot of these sort of like great reset technologies are these like kind of work from home, like middle class. It's a bug life contingent. Exactly. Um, and, and that's, that's who's super politically engaged, right? Like that's, that's the majority of the people who are sort of like the base for a lot of politics in liberal politics in, uh, in much of this country, especially in the urban areas. Uh, and so especially in the media, which really, really, you know, directed a lot of the pressure, uh, you know, onto, you know, in the government, especially during the Trump years. Right. Well, yeah. And so, and so you have this, like, you have this sort of sector of society that is actually like pretty pro COVID or not pro. I mean, they are in a weird way. Like they like kind of love it because first of all, you can lecture people on safety and all this. It's lecturing is one of people's main, main hobbies, but uh, it doesn't, you don't actually really, it doesn't really affect you. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not like this Like I have like, I'm at home right now working, right? Like I'm not like, I, it's not like I'm like, I just got back from the job site or whatever. And like here to talk to the podcast about this. Like, you know, I, I, I know what these people do. They don't do shit, right? I work hard on these motherfuckers. Um, but, uh, but like a lot of that is like, it, it doesn't really affect them that much. Like, you know, they, 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 they would rather like have, watch Netflix and then like, you know, like speed through hinge or whatever. Uh, and that's, that's, that's all they can really do. It's like, it's, it's not really a part of their life. And so it's like, it's fine with them. It can go on forever in a way. Well, that's what I mean. And that is a little worrisome. I mean, I think that there is like big COVID fatigue among that set. Um, yeah. but it yeah, is agreed. weird how it feels like you mentioned this at the, when we started first recording, like that, the pan pandemic panny mm-hmm. is and going sexual. endemic or any. Mm-hmm. Don't love this. Well. I, I really don't love this. You know, I like it when people call it the panny. To be I honest, I don't. Yeah. But um, remember, it's, I think panny is way better than core. I never had someone say, "What y'all don't like that?" What the fuck was that sound? You guys heard that? Is that a parakeet? No, that's my guy. Oh my god! Well, you know how like Jimmy Kimmel has like a slave on stage with him, and like all these guys have like, what's his name? Fucking who is the other guy with the fucked up chin? That guy. All those guys have like their guy. You know, uh-huh. you guys don't know. I've had yeah, a guy. Yeah, yeah. Like Letterman quarantine. had that the like bald tiny guy, and he'd yeah. always be like, "Yeah, Letterman, you're funny," and he'd be like, "Thanks, yeah. guy." Paul Schaefer. There we go. Yeah, Paul Schaefer. I got Hortense. <laughs> Lives in the bathroom. Hortense. Hortense. Yeah. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, no, I know what I was saying. So, you know, you said beginning of the show, 
pandemic moving endemic. And it seems like, yeah, that's, it seems very clear that, especially with, like I said, no non-sterilizing vaccine, although maybe there's one on the horizon, who knows? They think maybe the end of next year, if it's even Everything they say is, no, I I discount everything. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there is, there are, there is a sterilizing one in the works, some like nasal thing, but um, who knows if it's going to work anyway. But that, you know, COVID is something that we're living with. Uh, zero COVID is like not, uh, you know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's not, not going to happen. And yet it Fake. doesn't seem like anyone can really say this out loud. And I think that's the other thing that has been, and again, that's indicative of a lot, or that's symptomatic rather of like maybe some larger social trends. But it's like these things that seem very plainly obvious, you know, it seems like no one can just yeah. say them out loud. And I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> you know, one of these things where it's like, it doesn't really seem like COVID's going away. No one can really admit this. It, it's yeah. all this like performative bullshit. We're all going to just keep going. We're going to keep going. The mandates, like personally, I'll say like, I, th- you know, I'm, vac- I'm vaccinated. Um, m- mandates make me uncomfortable. <laughs> like that makes me feel funny. I don't know. I can't go that far for some reason. I don't know. I don't really have a reason why, but just thinking about it, I don't know how I feel about that. At the same time, yeah. I have no idea what the end of this looks like if people aren't vaccinated. Again, one, like I said, because of the nature of the vaccine and how it's structured and how it addresses the spread of COVID, which is, again, non-sterilizing. So I, I, I don't know where you go unless everyone gets vaccinated. And so it's this weird sort of like, what's the end game here? What does this look like kind of limbo land that we're in? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, the American body and the American soul is one of the most diseased organs to ever be <laughs> shit on this earth by God or the devil. Um, and so all Americans will die eventually. <laughs> this is not a surprise to me or shouldn't be a shock to any of our listeners. Hortense, shut the fuck up. Uh, anyways. Sorry, Did you have was, a baby? Trying, I don't, dude. I don't fucking tell them I have a baby. I got this fucking baby, dude. <laughs> People love it when you just have a baby all of a sudden. They like they don't even ask where it comes from most of the time. Um, I think you but, described uh, where it comes from earlier. I'm not in the saying show. where I'm not saying where it comes from. Uh, anyways, so in fact, you can think of the American himself as a disease put on this world to infect the rest of it. But what I'm saying here is that, like, you know, I don't, I don't, don't look to me for public health advice. No fucking clue, right? I have a, I have an, I think the last science class I took was in eighth grade, so <laughs> no, no fucking idea. Um, but I can tell you what is gonna happen, right? <laughs> it, Hortense, dude, you gotta chill. He's parading back. Wait, and forth is that like literally just someone outside? Yeah, as a kid. Oh, yeah. You know, I I put treats in the yard. So they play like how people leave food out for cats. Um, I can tell you what is going to happen. It no matter what measure they put in place, unless there's tanks rolling down the street, which is not going to happen. No, um, I don't think everyone's going to get the vaccine. That's that's definitely not. Gonna Wait, happen. did you see? I think I sent it to you earlier. There was a clip of the like Croatian president where he was just like, "Look, fifty. I think he's like fifty percent of people are vaccinated, fifty three percent or whatever." Talking about Croatia, not the U.S. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do. What do you guys want to do? You're gonna like, you're gonna put up walls. You're gonna lock us in. No, you're not. You're not gonna yeah, do that. Exactly. So what do we do? I don't know. Let's just keep going. And I feel like that's literally where everyone's that's, head is at. Yeah, but that's no what's gonna one happen. will just fucking say it out loud. Just say it out loud. That that's what what's going gonna on? happen. 
that's what's going to fucking happen, right? It's going to be like, oh, we got this far. And like, that's, uh, you know, it's like, well, what are you, what are you going to do about it? Right. I mean, of course you have these places like Australia and you had some of mm-hmm. Europe during, during, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's so much anymore, but it's certainly during certain parts. Uh, you have uh, when there's outbreaks in China, Australia in particular, I mean, goddamn police state right now, you know, yeah. fucking arresting people at their homes for posting online about a protest and shit like that. Totally <laughs> insane. Um, I mean, but that's the thing is these fucking countries in the Anglosphere, baby. I mean, you think America's bad. It's like, try, try <laughs> saying anything. Check out their cousins. On, so go to, go to, put your, set your VPN for London and then yeah, post, and post something on something. Facebook. <laughs> You'll have a couple of bobbies at your door in no time ready to just tackle you because they don't yeah. let them even. It, listen, if a country can't trust their police with guns, I'm sorry, you're not going to arrest me. If you get arrested in England, you just can't ru- like beat up a cop. And that's your problem, not mine. But I have a feeling like what the Croatian president said is is basically what's going to happen. I mean, I guarantee there will be some more measures passed after the mandate probably does not work. And it's just going to kind of end up with the same number, right? And there's no other world in which, like, this is the only world we live in, right? Mm. Like, there's no alternative here. Unless you're going to do things that the government simply will not do, and I don't want them to do, um, it's it's not going to happen. You're going to get to a certain percentage, you know, whatever, who are vaccinated. They're going to purposely exclude fucking uh, natural immunity. And, like, that's going to be, I mean, Christ, don't even get me fucking. That's, I, I, I got to stop that saying that. That makes no sense. See, these, that's Doesn't another example of stuff that everyone seems to understand, but no one can say out loud. It's like yeah. everyone is kind of making these, like, noble lies constantly or performing yes. constantly because of some, for some reason that they think it's better for whatever. They've made some bizarro kind of, like, 12-dimensional chess calculation in their heads or they feel a yeah. social pressure or whatever, more likely. But, like, they just won't say out loud, which makes no sense. Like, I think um, – you know, and this is something I was talking to you about, like the, one of the bigger things that's tripped me up over the past year is watching in real time, the kind of creation, manufacturing, whatever you want to say, but then also reification of this discrete political subject called the unvaccinated. Like that has been fucking trippy. And then watching everyone respond in kind to that almost immediately continuing to reify it as this sort of, you know, there is a population of unvaccinated people. Okay. But they all have what clear demands. They're a body, they're a body that we can kind of like, you know, draw the boundaries of and assign a certain like subjectivity to, and they all have, they have certain political demands and wants and beliefs and things. And it's like, what are you fucking talking about? And watching that happen in the span of like basically four months in real time. Yeah. when you compare that to like you were talking about at the beginning of the show, the actual kind of like very like mishmash bizarro, just basic human shit reasons for, you know, why like billions, 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 why like, you know, a bunch of people aren't vaccinated or whatever. It's like, I, I mean, it's just it, that, that is crazy making to me watching all of that. Yeah. I mean, cause, it really conflates and levels a bunch of sort of we different kinds Foucault. of people. Yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about Foucault. That'll be a one-sided <laughs> conversation there. You'll, you can talk about Foucault. Uh, no, maybe if you want to start a different freaking podcast, <laughs> uh, nerd, nerd hour with Liz Franzak. Uh, it's okay, why you say my name like that. Because that's how you say Foucault. It's like all fucked up. Oh my God. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the thing that that really flattens a bunch of different kinds of people, right? Like I know a bunch of different kinds of unvaccinated people. You know, I know a lot, most of the people I know that don't have a vaccine are kind of just like, I, I don't know. I didn't get it for whatever reason. Or like, don't think about it. Like it doesn't really affect their lives in a way that they like really care about to, you know, enough to get it. Um, and then I know some people who are like, who are skeptical, like really, you know, like sort of consume a mm. lot about the vaccine um, yeah. and, and don't get it for whatever reasons or whatever they read. Uh, I know one person who, uh, I'm not sure what their take on it is now, but it, it, they were sort of a 5G coronavirus person. So Mm-mm. whatever Mm-mm. reason they have. Um, Fact check 5G can, coronavirus. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to gonna hit a politifact about that one but uh yeah you know it's a it's a lot of different kind of people the fact of the matter is it's like treating a lot of americans or just people actually not americans just anybody of any country like like people do all sorts of shit for all sorts of different reasons right yeah totally i think a lot of people for whatever reason like take this really vulgar vulgar marxist framework of like this is like a a, this is a class that's like doing this out of their class interest it's like no dude it's just like a lot of different people doing a lot of different shit for a lot of different fucking reasons well also like yeah 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 i mean also it's just that kind of uh, i mean the creation and continued like manufacturing of this population is for political reasons for a different population yeah, you know what I mean because it isn't actually speaking uh, about anyone uh, clear clearly or any kind of actual political subject. It's um, it actually makes no sense. And so, yeah, I mean, I also think, like you said, you know, people decide things for a whole host of reasons, some of which are completely, you know, emotional, irrational, whatever. Some of which are completely dependent on factors that you will never ever have like any kind of um like you know you'll never be able to see into because you can't see into someone's brain and you'll never you know whatever i can of, but yeah i understand <laughs> some of which are because you know they're in a whatsapp group and they saw some coffee pasta that said that their cousin's friend's balls got big you know after he got dumped by his fiance or whatever as a for instance you know, mm-hmm. some of which are because, I mean, a lot of people blame this on the internet and the fake news and whatever, but I also think that, like, people forget, like, I don't know, you people make meaningful in their own minds and whatever bonds on the internet. People are in group chats. People are in communities on Facebook. I think that's what they're called. I don't know, actually. People are in lots of whole different things and forums and whatever, and you build trust. Sometimes not for good reasons, but you do with people and that's how you make decisions. All of this is completely natural and understandable. And usually leftists understand this in abstract ways. And yet continually when it comes to facts on the ground in the real world, all of this stuff actually happening, it's like all that stuff goes out the window and everyone kind of regresses into this um, like, neoclassical liberal like you know we are all just monad uh, <laughs> like rational actors in the marketplace making cost benefit analyses every decision we make ba 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 why you know and it's it's just com- again completely crazy making it makes me feel crazy i've interacted with a lot of different people over the course of my life 
I've been in many different situations, spent time, significant amounts of time with people from all walks of life. And I thought about this a lot, not in relation to this episode, just in general. And I would say that about 20, 20 to 30% of Americans, just extrapolating from people that I've met, are like basically retarded, you know? And like, I know there's to be some people who are like, oh, that's like too high or that's too low or whatever. You know, that's just my own personal, that's my lived experience, baby. And you know it too. If you've ever had a coworker, you know what I'm talking about here. You know, I mean, there was, there was, I, 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 I work with a few guys, the guys that I liked and hung out with at, at a job I had who were like, yeah, those fires in Northern California, they were started by lasers. Like, <laughs> and like, there was, there was multiple I'm, people yeah, at work. Well, they, yeah, they were right. They were right. Yeah. Um, but they, that's, they were started by. That's not the point. Ground based heavy weapons lasers on experimental mm. tanks. They weren't like satellite stuff. Yeah. You know? And that's what spread 5G that. coronavirus. Get the exactly. But you know, like people, people believe all sorts of shit. And I'm not like, here's the thing is, I'm not even saying all those people are like, I'm not going to get the vaccine people. Those are, those are people believe all sorts of shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's, there's, that's, that is, that is a, that transcends. Chemical uh, weapons in Syria, for example. Any, exactly. Any sort of political boundaries and all that sort of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, we might as well include all that stuff in this episode. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's I, I keep seeing these sort of like I don't know people talking about and like this is the thing. I'm not. I'm stupid, right? Like I'm not a smart guy. If you listen to this podcast, I, I well, but on a certain level, like I'm not. Listen, I'm not here election though. I mean, I'm literally lecturing people technically twice a week, but like I'm not here to do that. Um, I'm here to hang out with my friends, Liz and, and young Chomsky, but you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm stupid as fuck. Right. Like, so I'm not, I'm not excluding myself. From, I'm maybe a little bit from that demographic, but like, I'm just one demographic that's slightly less stupid than those fucking people. What I'm saying here is people do things for all sorts of fucking reasons. <laughs> you know, there's social factors that contribute to all of it. As we've talked about in this fucking episode, uh, you know, there's that little X factor of, Maybe having one too many X chromosomes. Uh, and, you know, there's personal factors as well. Um, so what I'm saying here is that, like, nothing's going to get better, right? <laughs> like, in any way, whatever your vision of better is, I don't think that's going to happen here. What's going to happen, I think, is we're going to live in this sort of, like, I'm not going to say fucking liminal. I'm not going to say in this in-between space right now between, mm. like, like coronavirus land and like kind of like actually faking it land for kind of a while. What if, if that doesn't happen? I mean, I'm wrong then. I, what do I look like? The freaking Oracle. But it, you know, that seems like where things are heading right now. There's going to be in, you know, I'm sure increased surveillance and all these kind of things, obviously like the, there, there are a lot of social factors that were, or excuse me, like te- social and technological things that were really accelerated on in, during coronavirus. So we've talked about this in the great reset episode. One of those big things is misinformation, like shit at the bottom of like social media posts. Now that is like so commonplace that oh, like warnings. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of like, uh-huh. well, we don't have to say this, but I was just going to say like, remember all the fucking member, the Hunter Biden stuff. I know we did a whole episode about that when it happened, Yeah, but you saw how it was all confirmed that yeah. emails were real, which obviously totally real. anyone yeah. who wasn't employed by the lying fake news media knows and knew at the time. But it's just like, 
That's another thing. That's add that to the craziness. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and add that to the fake news thing. I mean, I do, I, two things I do want to say about people not getting the vaccine too is that like, I don't think that everyone who is, you know, not vaccinated or whatever is some like victim of misinformation or has like, you know, a bunch of fake friends or whatever. Like, you know, some people do weigh their own individual risks and there there are risks that they've, you know, outlined associated with the vaccines for certain populations but also covid has different risks depending on your popu- on you know what population you fall into right and yeah. so people weigh those two things like for example i know in the uk and i think a couple other countries they've said you know okay well you know males under and boys under the age of you know, whatever it is, 25, 26, like we think you should only get one dose of the vaccine rather than two, right? Because of the risk of inflamed heart, which is sad to say. You love to, I died from loving too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, so that that totally exists. Um, but also the risk, you know, <laughs> COVID and the risk of, you know, the side effects from COVID up for a male under 26 is also very low, Right. So mm-hmm. for, you know, f- you know, for that being like super damaging or ending, you know, ending with you in the hospital or whatever. Um, and I think that is something that has been so difficult around so much of the messaging and again, gets so lost when there's no room for discussion or nuance or people can't just say, you know, what seems like very clear, which is that like, you know, the risks associated with COVID change based on the population like fucking dramatically like not just like really dramatically not just like a little bit but like by like factors of a hundred or factors of a thousand depending from the you know when you go up to the age like 85 or whatever right yeah and for there being no room to even fucking talk about that whether that you know whether that means you know associating that with you know, doses of the vaccine or wearing a fucking mask when you're a kid at, or even shutting down schools or whatever, like all that just went out the window. And I, it feels yeah. like, because at least to me, it feels like, because this feels indicative of the way kind of everything fucking operates discursively is that when you make just room for like one of these little nuances or caveats or like, Oh, well, we also have to understand it against this other fact or these other two or three facts Mm-hmm. somehow people interpret like it people can't make space for that for whatever reason because they feel like it like weakens their point or their position or yeah. there's no room everything has to be these like maximalist insane highly kind of polarized positions even when it yeah, comes yeah, to something absolutely. as confusing as an ongoing kind of development related to public health in a response to a virus that people still don't understand fully. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred. I mean, that's, that's, well, that's the thing about COVID is like, I mean, we, and we covered this in an episode, I feel like a million fucking years ago. Yeah. We haven't talked about about COVID in so long. We're probably repeating ourselves so much, but like, I mean, whatever. I mean, half the people who heard that episode have probably died of COVID because it's been so long. They've, reached old age and of course they've <laughs> you know become corpulent and and slothful in their uh you know sitting there with a macbook no, burning no, a hole no. into their stomach they're all they, young beautiful little gumshoes listen if you are Each a hot everyone. guy who listens to this podcast <laughs> i got something to say to you no bleep that and the other thing too is 
You know what the best the best prevent prevention for COVID is? Smoking. And they still don't let me smoke anywhere. No, I don't know okay. if that's true. Uh, that's not the best prevention, but I thought you know why it is is because smoking makes you skinny, and actually, mm-hmm. one of the worst things for COVID is being obese. Well, so, co- smoking <laughs> smoking has a ton of benefits that I can't even get into here. One number one is it's not a drug. Uh, in fact, you can do it and still be straight edge. Um, <laughs> that's how that's how like actually helpful it is to you. But it comes from the earth; it's a natural thing, um, and it's an American made thing often. But uh, so what I'm saying, I can't even remember what the fuck I was saying there because I said a bunch of stuff that we had to cut. Um, so I don't know. I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to do this, or we both wanted to do this episode, mm-hmm. but one of my personal reasons for wanting to do this episode is because I think lately, sort of the the this like low thrum of s- psychosis coming from several different sectors of society has been really getting to me, right? And like. You know, the, the, the fact that like, this is, this is what's going on right now is sort of treated as normal when it's like clearly not normal. Like what's happening right now is, 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 you know, we live in sort of a permanent state of exception. I think that's, that goes without saying. Um, and I mean, like actually we, that goes with saying, cause we've done several episodes of this podcast about that, but, uh, but we live in this sort of like permanent age of, uh, uh, state of exception and this like constantly like snowballing a society where things get worse and worse in just like vastly different ways that, that still somewhat resemble each other. Like this, like this rhyme that kind of gets more obscure and more obscure as it goes on. Um, and, uh, and COVID has just like accelerated that so fucking much, you know? I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like, yeah, I, like we said earlier in the episode, I don't think vaccines are probably the only thing that gets us out of this. And that clearly does not look like that's happening at least anytime soon, if that was even a possibility to begin with. Um, and that it'll eventually just sort of like fade out. And what some measures I'm sure from this will stick around and some will like the probably more overtly annoying ones uh, will fade away, um, at least until we have digital IDs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's it's... We just live in it. We live in a sick fucking country. Yeah, I think that um, even though we have a podcast, I'm not in the business of giving advice unless it's financial and medical advice. Um, but some advice that I would give people if they are feeling a little nutso is to like zoom out and depersonalize a bit, <laughs> like depersonalize mm, the news a interesting. bit, like like kind of like. You know, I think that, and, you know, you mentioned the Trump years at the beginning of the show and that kind of like this segueing into the COVID stuff. And I think that's very true in that, you know, there's this, um, you know, this kind of little like funny economy at work, the like little media economy where all these like, there's so much happening constantly and these, these like events that um, everyone is always kind of like latching onto, like kind of like, you know, um, like hopping to like hopping from one to the next, you know, whatever, like, like stones across the river or something. And that all of it, like every single one feels like a new catastrophe. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of catastrophism around and there's plenty more to come, I think. Um, and it's all very handy for the people on the TV shows and, you know, that are like generating the clicks and the likes and, you know, that entire economy that 
can that keeps you know all of this emotion but like when you step back or at least try to step back and kind of like distance yourself from like the attachment of some of those things happening you can kind of see that you can start to see the outlines of like the system at work in general and those as like moving parts of a much larger system at work maybe um and things start to get a little clearer i think and maybe feel not as catastrophic as they did when you were deep inside. That being said, I do think that the economy is going to crash in two years. Oh, come on. Two years now? No, no, that's, I've always held that, 2023, 2023.75, so I would say right before the, like, that's like what I Equinox? Yeah, that's like my, I don't know why. I don't, I should not say that on the podcast, because like, probably nothing's going to happen, but that's my feeling. Okay, you just, all right, well, I feel like it's going to crash, I'm doing like the price is right thing. I think it's going to crash on uh, (laughs) 23.65. Wait, was that what you're supposed to do? Always go a little lower? Or wait, someone, Young Chomsky, you bet the penny. Bet the penny. You bet the penny? Bet one higher. Just so Liz is is wrong unless she's exactly right. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I'm not betting shit because all of my money is tied up in a stock of a little thing called Coinbase. (laughs) Um, My name is... Brace. I'm Liz. Wait, Brace, Record- before we go. Yeah. Will you give our listeners what they desperately want? I know they're little sick sickos out there. Really want to hear some Coindexter. Right. <laughs> oh my God. The- Wait, before you start, I just want people to know that what I just witnessed was like, um, it was like when the Joker like wakes up and like goes into like kind of clown clown prince mode. That's what just happened. Like you took on a totally different like physical like body. You like changed your posture and like, oh my god! Here we go. You hear that? Are you holding coins? You hear that? You hear that rubbing together right there, baby doll? Yeah. Coindexter has the Bitcoin in hand. I went down to El Salvador, <laughs> hung out with that Arab fella, Bukele, smoked a little hashish with him <laughs> that we bought off the dark web, rode around in a Bugatti, hit a couple of women. Oh my god. With the Bugatti, not like in a domestic violence situation. And now, having withdrawn the entire stock of coins from El Salvador, I hold the fate of that tiny island country's fate in my hands here, much like I hold these bitcoins. So, Mr. Bukele, who you you thought I was your friend, in fact, I am your worst nightmare. I am Coindexter. Please drop the charges of me hitting that woman with the Bugatti. 
and I will return every Bitcoin that I have but one. And this one, I shall put into the slot machine. And I don't mean just any slot machine. I mean the slot machine that decides whether you live or whether you perish. So, I ask you this. Do you think you will get 777? Or as Coindexter predicts, you will get 000. This has been Coindexter. And of course, we're joined by. No, 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 no. (laughs) And of course, we're joined by producer Young Chomsky. And uh, the podcast is called True Anon. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.